A lot of the first thing that people think about is sponsorships and ads and stuff. But the math behind that is not even close to what you can make in affiliate marketing. And that that's one of the things that I think a lot of people may not be aware of. And those are the things that I like to utilize in kind of generating uh, revenue for myself. Are you not getting the downloads you desire? Unsure about how to promote your podcast effectively or struggling to monetize your work? Well, you've just found the resource you need. Hi, and welcome to Mike's to Millions, the podcast that brings you exclusive in-depth conversations with top tier hosts in the health and wellness industry to help you grow your podcast. I'm your host, Sam Breakgear, co-founder of Podwritten, a podcast booking agency for health and wellness businesses. In every episode, we dive deep into what it really takes to get more podcast listeners, successfully promote your show and monetize your work. Remember, if you like the show, please leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. This helps us grow, and in doing so, we can continue to offer you valuable insights and podcast growth tips. Now, let's get into it. My guest today is the host of the Health Coach Academy, a show that shares cutting-edge strategies for certified health coaches and a co-host of This Podcast Burns Fat, a podcast that functions as a dedicated resource to help listeners create lasting weight loss while optimizing their health. Combined, these shows attract roughly 7,000 monthly listeners. Additionally, he's a professional health coach and has received training from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, where he was trained in more than 100 dietary theories and studied a variety of practical lifestyle coaching methods. He offers a unique approach to those looking to achieve a healthy lifestyle and helps his clients unlock the key to making their most balanced life physically, spiritually, and nutritionally. Omar Cumberbatch, welcome to the show. Hey, Sam. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you uh, inviting me on. We're really excited about today's episode. I am really happy to have you here because not only do you host one podcast, but two. So I'm going to be really interested in finding out what it's like running two podcasts. But before that, can you take us back to the beginning and like, what was the impetus? What was the light bulb moment that sparked the creation of Health Coach Academy specifically? And then maybe move on to uh, this podcast, Burns Fat. Yeah, no, definitely. Again, I appreciate being on the show. And one of the things that I always like to talk about because Health Coach Academy and this podcast, Burns Fat, seems like that was the start of the two podcasts, but it actually took a little bit longer to get those off the ground. I actually had a show called The Wellness Ultimatum for about two years. And then I rebranded and turned that into a show that was called The, the Oh, man, I forgot. Because <laughs> it, it was one of those shows that didn't really, it was, it was called the uh, Optimal optimal Condition, right? Uh, or something along that, that lines. And so I kind of rebranded. And at that point, I was getting a lot of listeners, right? And it w- just wasn't really getting me anywhere where I needed to go as far as monetizing the podcast, really getting like dedicated listeners, even though I had like uh, a substantial amount of downloads. I just couldn't get it to stick. And then what I did, I started to look for some help and I kind of got into podcasts for this particular person who I enjoyed this podcast tremendously was his name was Sean Croxton. And I really was excited about doing exactly what he was doing, right? He was basically having just awesome guests on his show, talking about health and wellness and that was really what I wanted to do. I wanted to just sit down and read books and invite authors on the show and talk about the books that I just read. Like I thought it was like a kind of a dream job. So I actually received some mentorship from him. 
And basically he kind of outlined why I was having such a struggle with my previous editions of the podcast and really ended up streamlining exactly what I needed to do to get some traction in these kinds of venues, right? So one of the things that I started Health Coach Academy for was basically that struggle itself. It was, I was a health coach and I wasn't getting any traction in business and I wanted to interview business minds who helped wellness entrepreneurs actually get off the ground and really show, you know, tips in marketing, branding and such. And so it was kind of like a selfish project that just cooked and became very successful. And as far as this podcast burns fat, one of the people who I interviewed was Dr. Lori Shemek. And we had like an off the air conversation about her desire to start a podcast. And we had such a connection. We just said, Hey, listen, why don't we do one together? And, and that's kind of the genesis of that particular show. So that's how I had started and have continued for the last five years of having two podcasts simultaneously. And it's one of the things that I really enjoy uh, on a day-to-day basis. It's such a great experience, especially if you love this this type of format. That's fantastic. So you two literally met on a podcast and decided, let's do a podcast together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, that, there's a backstory to that too, actually, because I uh, I recorded an episode with her and Lori's kind of a big deal. She's, I guess, uh, I guess they would call her um, a micro influencer. I think it's something over. I forget the statistics as far as how they find that, but she's she's definitely has a huge following, and it's in the hundreds of thousands. And the initial episode, believe it or not, I recorded it, and when I hit the button to end and we get off, I listened to it, and it was only me talking. <laughs> so. <laughs> And I was mortified because, again, of her status, and I just completely botched it. And I basically had to go with my, you know, tail between my legs and ask her whether or not we could re-record it. And she graciously said yes. And then in that conversation, yeah, we had <laughs> that conversation to say, "Hey, do you would you be interested in doing this?" And you know, like we're nearly two hundred episodes in later, and we're still uh, on and kicking. So <laughs> it was it was a dramatic experience at the time, but turned out to be a wonderful uh, journey uh, to talk about, well, you know, of course, five years down the road. That's fantastic. And it's wonderful that something that someone might look at and say, oh, that's an unfortunate event. Maybe the episode didn't turn out so well. You revisited it and then a whole podcast bloomed from that. So that's fantastic. Yes, no, definitely. So I do know that you started Health Coach Academy in 2017, right? And this podcast burns fat following you in 2018. What did that first year look like? Let's say for Health Coach Academy, like what steps did you take? Obviously, you had some experience having produced your previous podcast, The Wellness Ultimatum and uh, Optimal Condition. Um, what did that first year look like? Yeah, so the first year for that was so much different and much more successful than the first time. Like I said, I kind of uh, had some guidance, of course, through Sean and just had my own personal hiccups. I was just able to really like focus on and, and target specific guests that I really, really wanted to be on the show. And my show's format is with guests and I prefer it that way. I kind of have the understanding that I'm not someone who can just talk for, you know, 30, 40 minutes on my own and just ramble on about certain topics. I like the conversation. Uh, so in the in that iteration, as far as like when I started Health Coach Academy, 
we had the the resources at that point to have guests on and kind of carry the show and ask good questions and really just drive like our, our our mission home. But I guess in in that context, that that year was pretty easy in the sense that we had an abundance of guests, we had an abundance of topics that we wanted to touch upon. It wasn't that way in the beginning, you know. Back in my other iterations of trying to get on and do podcasting naturally, it was it just it wasn't doing what I anticipated it doing. And I kind of learned from those experiences that there is a formula for that. I mean, there's something that I, I was going week to week kind of desperate for guests. And I think that was just kind of a, not being prepared to have a, like a real launch strategy around those things. So my, my first year was vastly different than the when this podcast burns fat came out and the health coach academy podcast came out as well okay that makes sense and you obviously mentioned the importance of like the role that sean played in all of this would you recommend to anyone thinking of starting a podcast to like hire a specialist like this absolutely you know it, one of the interesting things about just just the information age and just we do have unlimited information and i was the type of person who kind of thought that yeah i can watch enough youtube videos and kind of watch uh, anything or say read anything to try to piece things together but they are in pieces right so to, to have someone who's been through that journey before you who can put it together in a package or just you know, even in in a in a step by step linear way of getting from point A to point B and kind of guide you through some of the the hiccups that you're going to go along the way. It's it's invaluable. So like for instance, like I mentioned, I, I did languish for a couple of years, and I don't think that you anybody who's trying to get into podcasting or any venture needs to do that, especially when they can get assistance. I know a lot of people have that tendency to think that they could just do it on their own and eventually it'll pan out. But I definitely think if I had to do it again, I would pay the upfront cost of having someone to mentor me through some of this stuff as opposed to just kind of languishing because that's one thing. And again, I I guess it was benefit uh, for my personality type. I I wasn't someone who was going to quit on anything. But I can definitely see so many people, especially, you know, health coaches right now. And that's kind of a theme of health coach academy. It's like, we have this passion. We want to do these different things, but it's very easy to get deterred. And if, if you don't have that, like it's going to get done somehow kind of mentality, you, you probably will quit and may not have the podcast that's going to have so many extraordinary benefits once you get off the ground with it. Yeah. And I have to say, having worked in the podcasting space, specifically focusing on health and wellness, there, there's a lot of people out there and there's a lot of people doing this. So it, I can imagine it is easy to get deterred if you're not getting the results you hope for. Obviously, you mentioned previously you had podcasts in the past and they weren't bringing you the results that you wanted for your business. Now you've gone through this process and you're seeing the results that you want. How has having these podcasts help you tackle these issues and benefit your business? Yeah, no, there's a, a number of ways. So I like, I know that some people will do make a living exclusively off podcasting, right? So like you can think of the big, bigger shows like the Joe Rogan show and you know, let's say Dave Ashry shows where they, they just have such a huge audience and the impact. I saw, you know, that's of course where I would love to <laughs> to be one day. I do, yeah. you know, who wouldn't really want that to, to happen. But I found interestingly enough, that there's so many undefined benefits of having the podcast. Like one of the things that I 
do know and have recognized as far as business goes is that you do stand out as an authority, especially when you link yourself up with other authorities in the business. So when you have a guest on your show who's really well-known and popular, it's almost like going to high school again, right? Where it's like, how is that kid hanging out with the cool kids? He must be cool too, right? You know, it's kind of this 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 impression that goes up into the way that people perceive you. So they kind of give you an authority ship just by association. So that's been beneficial because people do want to work with you into that capacity. And then they also other guests who see, okay, if this person's on the show, it must be good enough so I can be on that show too, especially when they're bigger names. Um, I also think that when it comes to, say, monetizing podcasts and monetizing these opportunities, there's nothing that gets in the way as far as having the ability to network. That's one of the things, like a lot of these people who you do eventually get into uh, like conversations with on and off air, you are able to develop like networking opportunities. And a lot of these networking opportunities lead to affiliate um, partnerships and such, which will, and um, if you want me to get into the affiliate, I could get into that a little bit too, because I think that's one of the key things that I think a lot of people who may be on a fence about side of podcast might actually go into podcasting just because of the nature of how that works. Yeah, I'd be interested. Do you use that for your business? I, I do, yes. And then one of the things that I feel, um, so it's like the affiliate thing, just so people will get an idea. It's like, I, as as you know, there's tons of courses uh, in promotional things that people sell. As an affiliate, you get like special coding. So for instance, if you had a, a podcast course, uh, you would get a podcast like code, like it's a coupon of sorts that say, if you sign up, you'll get 10% off. And then the person who's actually giving you the affiliate might give you a kickback of, you know, 10 or 20%, depending on how generous some of these things are. So as you can imagine, if you multiply that across like your audience, say, even if you have a small audience, say you have maybe a hundred people in your audience, but at the end of the day, 20 of them buy a high ticket course from your affiliate, you're going to get a kickback just with that. And a lot of people do make a lot of money off of that. Sean did as well. He made God knows how much money. Like he was telling me just having just a mailing list of say 160,000 at the time. And if he was selling high ticket items, like he, he had a lot of huge guests on at the time who, if they had like a $5,000 course, they would give them a thousand dollars per sale, which is say, 20%. And you just multiply that by like the percentage, 1% of that, it was 1600 people signed up for a course times a thousand. It was like, you, you, you literally, these guys are doing that out there right now. So that's definitely something that I think a lot of people should take into consideration, especially when they're looking for other avenues of how to make money. Like a lot of the first thing that people think about is sponsorships and ads and stuff. But the math behind that is not even close to what you can make in affiliate marketing. And that that's one of the things that I think a lot of people may not be aware of. And those are the things that I like to utilize in kind of generating uh, revenue for myself. I also think that especially when you're trying to launch courses and stuff like that. And for instance, I have a, a podcast course. It just gives me the opportunity to 
share it with an audience of whoever's listening and it's just it's out there and it's, it's like free promotion every time that I actually have an episode and that that's very beneficial as well and any product that you have it's your show and that you can actually just display and, and put in present it in front of larger audience so it's it's a good platform to do so those are some great benefits and I love so much what you spoke about also I love what you mentioned before about networking I have to say that's one of my reasons for really starting this podcast is because I obviously work with a lot of podcast hosts and a lot of time it's just back and forth emails and those are fine I love communicating with the hosts like this but I also love this opportunity to actually get to speak with you obviously Omar you and I have spoken before via email but this just feels so much more personal it just feels nicer to be able to put a, a voice to a name and and actually have a real conversation an uninterrupted conversation for like an hour or so is is just so rare these days right so i really appreciate doing that and getting to know people better so definitely the networking opportunities are fantastic and you also mentioned about this like cool by association yeah which uh i really liked and that's actually uh something that i tried to do with the pitches i send in the sense that i'll always try and add like a ps you can check them out on this podcast and I think it's really it's really good once you have that association. If you get booked onto a podcast and it's a big podcast, then naturally like the the size of that podcast benefits you and you get to stick your name on that. And kind of like on that note, I know that you've done guesting on a number of podcasts. Like what would you say the benefits from your perspective of being a guest that you don't always get when you're a host? Oh well, yeah, no, it's 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 your introduction to a, a completely new audience, right? So it's it's so yeah. cool because you're the, your audience as a host is I don't it's it's not that it's static, but it's kind of in the same topics and same genres of people looking for the same things. And when you go out of that circle and start going into other people's audience, it opens up a, a completely different uh, door for a lot of a lot of people. So it's funny because I uh, sometimes I'll be on a podcast that has to do with just the health stuff. I'm a big I, I was like anti-sugar advocate right so like i'll be on a health podcast that focuses on health and the sugar uh, uh, dilemma and what happens is all of a sudden people are, are reaching out to me for opportunities in the health hardcore health space but then when i go on a business podcast they were interested in like the business side of things and i'll have the inquiries in that world so it kind of expands your horizons it just puts you in front of so many different types of people who you just are naturally able to serve depending on what your discussion is so i think those are like just some of the benefits that happen and just uh, to, to be on other people's shows and getting in front of other people's audiences invaluable yeah that's a huge benefit and i like the fact that you said it does kind of train you to speak to different audiences and it kind of allows you to tap into different skill sets that you have like you mentioned there, you have the knowledge of like cutting back on sugar and health benefits and, and speaking to that kind of audience that's interested in more of their health. And then you also have the experience and knowledge to talk about the business side of things. So like you really get to sharpen both, I suppose, messages that you convey to, to these separate audiences. Yes, definitely. And I also want to know, uh, like you have mentioned you have like guests on your show. What do you look for when you receive a pitch from someone wanting to be on either the Health Coach Academy or this podcast, Burns Fat? Yeah, so what I look for is just the what value can you bring to the audience, right? So I think that especially, say say if we were talking strictly about, you know, this podcast, Burns Fat for a second, and I just really want to address 
you know, the health aspects of things. I love a new topic that may, uh, we, we may not have covered. Um, there's so many different avenues of health and I, I don't necessarily like to, well, I should say, Lori and I, I don't necessarily want to keep it in one lane when it comes to the, the many ways to get to a, a healthy existence. So like when we see a new trend that's popping up and someone can speak on that, we definitely look forward to that or just even an old trend with a different angle, you know? So we definitely look for that. I think that in, as far as health coach Academy, because of the, the way that it's structured, it's really just, you know, what kind of, again, value can you bring to the health coach who's just starting out to take their first steps and actually launching their, their business. And that's really what we look at. So we're definitely looking for tips that our audience can benefit from. Like, I think that's why we, we have the podcast is to just provide value to the people who are listening. And that's, if anyone can do that, that's what we're really focusing on been, um, putting for. Fantastic. Yeah, that, that makes absolute sense. And I wanted to ask as well, because I previously saw that you mentioned about chat GPT on the show. Yeah. And obviously, there's something that everyone's talking about. Everyone is using uh, more or less to one extent or another in their business. But I'd love to know more about how you use this personally. And if there's other tools that you use to like develop your podcast or your business. Yeah, sure. So I definitely use chat GPT. I, I wanted to say before chat, or I should say before I was introduced to chat, I was pretty good at coming up with you know, titles and stuff like that. And even my show, like my show notes, as far as the descriptions and stuff of, of what the episode's about. Um, and then chat proved me wrong. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, well, I was just like, proved me wrong. I know I could do it, but um, it makes life so much easier. And, you know, yeah. and again, like just, if I just say, Hey chat, give me a title about how marketing is beneficial to your business it'll give me a witty way of saying it that it would have took me a longer time to to come up with myself and probably or i should say maybe not as good but just it would have created a lot of time um so i definitely use it for titles when i'm stuck i try to do the titles on my own uh initially but when i'm stuck forget it chess coming in oh he's got to help me out <laughs> you know that's one of those things and especially like when I'm trying to describe the episode, if I, I don't come up with something that I feel is compelling, I'll ask chat to say, hey, yeah, this episode's about this. Can you give me a 50 word summary to that effect? And then and then I'll add in the bio of the person who I'm actually um, interviewing and such at that point. But yeah, I, I definitely use it for that. I'm learning a little bit more about the AI technology. I use Pictory um, and that's a a video generating AI where it's like you can take like uh, say a sales page and upload it to Pictory and it provides you with like images it almost creates like what you would think of like a, a com at least in the United States where I am like a a pharmaceutical commercial <laughs> like uh yeah it's just like just it just does it's very generic background and it kind of has relevance to whatever you're talking about in in those moments so it, it it does really well um to create videos i definitely do that i know my va my virtual assistant she uses decipher and that's kind of a way that when you upload your podcast uh into that system it, it time stamps and kind of gives you like the transcriptions of the episodes and relevant information in, in that. She, she, I, I'm not as familiar with the dealings with that, but she's the master of it. And that's how she creates show notes and stuff. I think Canva is awesome for 
putting cover art together and stuff like that and maybe some postings and stuff for it, you know, for, for your social media. So that's that's kind of the technology stuff that I'm I'm using a lot now. I'm not very good at a lot of the tech stuff, so I do outsource it to my VA and another buddy of mine who's pretty good with doing that stuff. But those are the main things that I'm using right now. I mean, that's fair enough. It's important to know your strengths and then kind of delegate accordingly. And that brings up another question I'd be curious to know, like, what do you take responsibility of with the show? And then what do you delegate either to your virtual assistant or to your friend? Yeah, definitely all the preparation, the recording, all that stuff. I definitely um, do all that. And yeah, just really post-production stuff. I do have an editor as well. So I, I do send, I want to give him a shout out, of course, too. I, I do send out stuff to to him for post-production and then once it's finished with post-production kind of goes to the VA and then she puts together the show notes and stuff so I think I did the lion's share of the stuff I'm I still kind of get the inquiries from people to be on the show so I do vet them I do do that portion of it and and schedule them and whatnot so I do the lion's share of the front end stuff but the back end stuff I'm completely useless with so i definitely got to get rid of that so i think my my strength is definitely being a host and 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 having those conversations and getting the best out of mine i guess and that's kind of where i leave it and um yeah all post-production stuff that tech stuff i i definitely outsource yeah no that makes sense i also personally find that post-production is far more tedious yes and in the creation process leading up to the episode, it's usually a bit more enjoyable because that's where the ideas come in. That's where you have to really think creatively. And then post-production is really just sticking all together. And I am just like yourself. I, I personally prefer the like the production leading up to it rather than post-production. And I do also have a question that I like to ask all of my guests. Where do you host uh, your podcasts? And why did you pick this platform or platforms? Oh, yeah, I host it on Ellipson. And uh, are you familiar with Libsyn? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really like how easy it is. <laughs> so it, it's really something that I could just literally, it, once I record, I, I use Zoom to record and I take the audio file and I basically, after it's sent to the editor and it goes, gets back in the MP3 format and I just hit, it, it has like a click box to upload it straight to the platform. I add the art and then I do the, the description and the title and I'm literally done and Libsyn sends it to all the platforms that you can imagine right so it's to a point where at the one I'm so used to it and it's so easy I, I would say that it only takes if I have everything together 10 or 15 minutes to do that process itself and it's always been the easiest for me and as far as where it goes and its availability and it's pretty seamless. So I've, I've been using them for a long time. I, it was a recommendation from Sean at the time, because I think that's what he had used. I, in my prior experience, I used, and I thought it was a great platform. I think, I don't think of it even if it's around anymore, but it was called blog talk radio, real cool. But they, they, I think they, they don't, they're not around anymore. So uh, the transition solution was that it was very easy too. So uh, that that that's definitely the platform I use. That's cool. Um, yeah, I always love to ask that because I'm just I'm just curious. I'm always really curious to know like who, what, why, why they like it, why they picked it. Um, but that's a good summary. What have been some of the most successful steps that you folks have taken to promote your podcasts? 
Yeah, I think for me, <laughs> it's interesting because I think my my attitude has changed to a lot of stuff. I think that it's grown because of the the, the actual market that I'm in, and it, and I, like again, using social media and not through myself personally, but through Lori, who has a big social media presence, is been very very successful in that in that respect. So, like, if anyone has social media, they should utilize it. I am not that guy who you could look to to say that I utilize social media. It's one of my things that I'm still not into, but I could, I'm like I said, I'm a better coach than a player at times. So if I can advise, <laughs> if you like social media and you want to use it, please definitely use it. I also think that again, in the networking part of this podcast thing, and especially post-production, when you do get a guest, give them the assets for them to share. I'll be in the, even on their newsletter and like kind of encourage them to to do so by making it very easy for them to get it out to their people. So like what I do, I definitely share the show notes. I definitely share like some kind of graphic for them to to just say, hey, listen, I was on, you know, this podcast burns fad. Here's the show notes and here's like a little maybe an audiogram of the episode. Love for you to hear it. And you kind of curate something for them to easily just copy and paste or attach to their their newsletter or their social media and that's been really really good and, and you know of course asking for like ratings and reviews on iTunes and Spotify or whatever place that people actually do listen to and kind of just ask for that a little bit of assistance i found that to be really successful in getting people to get attention onto your podcast so those are a couple of things that i have utilized over the years no i think that's all good advice and then as well on your the podcast guesting you do, I can imagine that helps get you in front of new audiences to build the show as well. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a really good selection of uh, yeah ways to promote your show. And I did want to know, you obviously have mentioned that you do affiliate marketing, perhaps you're maybe earning revenue from the podcast, but how were you first able to monetize it or earn revenue from these podcasts and how's that progressed? One of the things that I guess I wish I would focus on more, and I guess that's this thing that I'm trying to, accomplish like that more of a routine is to take advantage of sponsorship opportunities that do present themselves and in combination of like the selling of my say my courses and then the also like the the additional affiliate marketing platforms I just have to be a little bit more aggressive with it and it says I'm not saying like I'm trying to sell things constantly but anyone who's who's listening to this there's there are ways to kind of just have these things that are available even via your website you might have like even sean had it like anyone who was his guest he would put his you know like say if they were an author they he would just put their book and his amazon link into his his store he's like hey if you like this person's book and you want to buy it you're, you're, you're just here's the the link and someone would just jump on it and it's you know you're not making bazillions of dollars off that but it all adds up and there's just a lot of little ways to progressively increase your income over the time and that's been my more recent focus because i think that again we all want to continuously do this i want to do this forever like again and keep growing audiences but you do have to get paid you have to to put yourself out there and actually get some of your products or other people's products through these affiliate links or sponsorships and such out there and i think that's kind of where I'm gradually increasing my awareness that I need to do that, where I think I've neglected it in the past. So that's, 
it's my journey. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm, I'm trying to to continually to do that, and also just kind of make myself. You know, when you're a host, sometimes your the audience is being pushed to the guest, right? Uh, one of the things that I definitely want to start doing too is like in this podcast right now, you're interviewing me, have more of that in my own personal brand so that people know I can do it too kind of thing. You know, that I, I'm not only just helping provide value through another outlet, I'm also, I have a ton of information that I can dispel on audience as well. So that, that opens up doors for other opportunities, including like speaking engagements or invitations to just be on other summits, which I do get a lot of now that I didn't get in the beginning because I was kind of hiding behind my guests a little bit. And, and that's, that's another angle that I guess just has happened in a natural evolution of where I am today, as opposed to where I was many years ago. So I know it's a long winded answer. I hope I touched on a little, a couple of things, but it's, it's, it's still a, definitely a work in progress to where I definitely want to, like I said, be monetizing it even more to the capacity that it can be monetized. Yeah, no, I think you've got a lot going on and you've made some smart decisions because I think monetizing or anything that you do for your podcast, it's like spinning plates. You've got to keep them going. And the more you got up in the air, the harder it is to to keep it going. So it sounds like you've started with a solid collection of like ways of monetizing and then you're looking to branch out and you're also very conscious of where to go next and I completely understand that like obviously as a business owner as well myself like I am sometimes concerned of just like bringing guests on and letting them like give them the spotlight in the sense that what you mentioned there you may not always be able to showcase your knowledge or or skills because you are handing the mic over to this uh this guest most of the time so I think that's very fair of you to say and I think that's uh yeah conscious of you in that sense so i i think you're doing some some good things yeah no i th- thank you for that i yeah i, I honestly never re- realized it till someone kind of pointed it out to me because um i during the affiliate stuff like you know you get a commission back and it's like well this commission is because you showed me to somebody else and not now that i showed you know that particular guest showed their value and if you're not doing the same thing on the other way, you, you kind of get lost in it. Like, mm. you know, so I'm trying to think of, say, I'm just, so for whatever reason, Piers Morgan popped in my head, right? So, so like, for, like maybe, maybe it's because you're acting. <laughs> I know, I was going to say, it might be the British thing. Right, so I was like, okay, so like, would would you say hire Piers Morgan to do something for you? I mean, no, like he's, just, he's just the host sometimes, right? Like, he's just, you know, what does, quote, unquote, he mm-hmm. know? But if he appears step back and kind of say, hey, I've interviewed thousands of people on all these different topics, can you imagine what he has to contribute to something just be of absorbing all mm. the knowledge from this knowledge from all these different experts. So that's how, like, I think I, I'm trying to position myself, I think going forward a bit as well, because I am an expert now, right? Like I am an expert. I, I know how to build the podcast. I know how to get traction and revenue through the various ways, you know, but, and sometimes you kind of neglect that by just, yeah, I'm just the host and that's kind of all it is, right? So you kind of camouflage yourself in a mm-hmm. way. But yeah, that that's like it is the next tactical thing that I want to do to try to to see where that goes. Yeah, that's fair. You're almost like a curator of knowledge in that sense. Yeah. You have all these people coming on and then you kind of like disseminate what is valuable and you obviously retain what is valuable and you're able to share that. So I think that's a, 
uh, a fair analogy and obviously mentioned that you know how to create a podcast. You've created two what I would consider very successful ones. And I'd love to know what do you think it takes to create a successful podcast? Oh, yeah. So I, I think without a doubt at this point, to create a successful podcast is to basically just answer like what pain points someone actually is going through and really just giving answers to that. It could go through any genre. <laughs> like it's, like I said, the pain point for like the Health Coach Academy was like I have a certificate from some health coach, could be a college, it could be a certification program, and they spent a good amount of money and now they don't know what to do with it and they want, they're very frustrated about that. How do I get my money back? And that, <laughs> or, you know, at the minimum, or how do I help you? Yeah, yeah. And then mm-hmm. here, here is the answer. These are the resources that you need to do so. So that that's how, why I think that was able to work. So for this podcast, Burns Fat, same thing. I'm a person struggling with their weight, they, they you know, and all the things that go along with that. How do I fix it? And here are the resources for that. So I think that ultimately what it is for someone who wants to start a podcast is to see that, like what what is it that they 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 want to to help the world with, right? Or provide knowledge with, or just what experience do you want a person to have? I, there's wildly successful podcasts about murder mysteries. Like what are you filling in that void? Like what are you doing when you have just a comedic podcast? Like what are you doing? You know to what is that what is that void being filled right so i think when you do that to have a successful podcast that's what you're really doing is trying to provide a, a solution to something and just have it entertaining and mm-hmm. open and, and have like a conversation you just get into that person in your audience mind it's like what well, what do they want to do and as long as you serve their needs you you have people keep coming back and then they'll spread the word as well that's awesome. I did want to ask before we go, what advice do you have? I think you really hit the nail on the head there with like try and solve their pain points, like look to solve their pain points. Um, but is there anything else that you wanted to share with our audience before we go? I think the key is to be ready to maybe not be heard initially, right? You put something out there and sometimes the statistics, they, they always talk about like the statistics, you know, you should, should, anything you can count, you can improve upon and measure and all that kind of stuff. But there's, there's, there's always going to be like this little point where you just putting things out there and maybe nobody's listening. Right. And it's very easy for a person to stop right there. And that's not how it works in the podcasting world. And it's funny because like my earlier episodes are being listened to now way more than they were in the beginning because it's almost like when you're watching a Netflix show sometimes you don't want to commit to a show that only has one season because it's like well am I going to commit to this show for one season and be left and I it's going to be a cliffhanger and I want more it's just like you kind of want to see some staying power for some of these things and I think that's with podcasting as well. And there's the one of these things that podcasting this, and so that they're in the internet somewhere all over time. So you they'll be stumbling upon that at some point. So I think that perspective helps people kind of push through it. And I think that that is one of the things that makes grows over time. So I think that's that's one of the things if someone wants a podcast uh, to try to get guidance too. I mean, that's one of the things we spoke about a little bit earlier. Mentorship is important just being amongst people who are who have done it already and they can get picked their brain about it you know that, I think that's very important as well yeah I think that's some really 
sage advice, especially for any content creators. I think that it's applicable to podcasters or aspiring podcasters, but as well, anyone that's out there doing YouTube or blogging or putting anything out, it, it takes a really long time, it seems to, before you get heard and you get recognized, it's just that consistency of just being willing to put stuff out there, even if it's not immediately getting picked up. I think that's really good advice to finish on. Oh, no, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Fantastic. So Health Coach Academy and this podcast, Burn Fat, I'd highly recommend anyone that's listening to go check them out and leave reviews. But Omar, if they are interested in reaching out to you or just keeping up with you in general, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, no, I appreciate it again being on the show. It's great. Great to be on the other side of the microphone. <laughs> so yeah, omarcumberbatch.com is where uh, you can find everything that I'm up to, my social media handles, my course that I put out about just monetizing podcasts and helping grow businesses in relation to podcasting and it helps uh, supplement whatever you're doing at this point. So those are, that's something on my website that I'd love for anyone who wants to, or it's considering starting a podcast, definitely it's worth taking a peek out. It's definitely focused on health coaches, but I've been getting a lot of people in the coaching world who are jumping on it and they, they, they really appreciate just the guidance of the step-by-step to go through that process. It's a, it's a standalone course that you know I do assist on the end when the questions come up that, that need for launching and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so omarcumberbatch.com is where you can find most of the stuff that I do and I look forward to hearing from your audience and I'm just really excited to be on your show. Thanks, Omar. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us today. Remember, you can find more helpful resources to grow your business with podcasting on our blog at podwritten.com and on Instagram at podwritten. You can also find a full transcript for this episode on our website, so be sure to visit podwritten.com or follow the links in the episode description. Until next time, stay healthy, happy and successful.